Hey, Print Hustlers, welcome back to Printavo Print Hustlers podcast. Thank you for joining. I'm your host, Bruce from Printavo. We've got Mr. Stephen Farrig out of Campus Inc. We've got Mr. Mac Farrig in the back in Campus Inc. You could see him if you zoom in real close. He's tiny, though. <laughs> and today we've got Brett Bowden out of Made Labs. Uh, he also runs Printed Threads, but I want to talk about Made Lab stuff, although I am curious how his shop's doing. Um, but real quick, of course, we've got some awesome sponsors that we got to thank. First, Supercolor. Supercolor. Um, if you guys aren't following them on Instagram, go follow them because they just released gang sheets. You can order gang sheets from Supercolor now. Bruce and I actually were in LA and we went and hung out with Rum and uh, did an awesome podcast. But Supercolor is the world's best heat transfer. Uh, they empower professional printers, clothing brands, brokers, crafters, and entrepreneurs. They are super fast, super easy, super color. And uh, if you don't already use them, check them out. They're great. Um, even though we're in the DTF world, we still order from them a ton. Yeah, they're awesome. Graphic Source. Graphic Source has been doing a huge job, especially integrating with Printavo shops. And if you don't use Printavo, they've also been working with a lot of shops. They've been blowing up helping you very heavily on the production art side. They can do mock-ups and, and other more customer interaction based on the on the artwork uh, proofing side. But really they dive in on that production art side to help manage separations and have those ready, digitizing and have that done. Um, and they are quick. So um, I've heard a lot of feedback that, you know, you change the status in Printavo and they upload everything that needs to be done and then they change the status back, you get a notification. And so it's been really, really cool to watch their growth. So thank you, Graphic Source, for sponsoring the pod as well. Easy Way. Um, Easy Way's line of environmentally conscious chemicals will get the job done faster, more efficiently, and will cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. You shouldn't spend all day cleaning dirty screens. Use Easy Way. It is the easiest way. We use like 742, 801, a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> um, but Alex and the team there are fantastic. Uh, check them out, easyway.com, and, uh, and uh, tell them we sent you just because. Bruce? Have you heard of Multicraft Mommy? Nope. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> Multicraft Daddy? If you need ink supplies or a daddy, Multicraft Screen Printing and Digital Supplies for over 50 years provides you with top brands at competitive prices. Mention the Printavo podcast and receive an extra 10% off your first order. And I found out about Multicraft from Dave Eggers, um, who helped um, me countless of times in our shop. He's the reason we moved over to Monarch Inc. He's the reason that Andy and them moved over. Um, and he supplies all of our chemicals, ink, and everything. Follow him on Instagram. Shoot him a message if you need anything. Follow Multicraft as well. They're fantastic. And uh, thanks to our sponsors. Let's get to the show. You. Brett. What's happening? <laughs> What's up? Good morning. So, I was just listening to your shirt show episode. I didn't finish it, though. I, I was trying to get the dirt out of it, and then um, <laughs> and he get fired up into it. I was trying to listen to it as well. Um, they're so long, and I have a my commute to work is like five to ten minutes, depending on traffic, and so that's really the only time I listen to podcasts. And so that's a really you know two and a half hours in a five minute increment. That takes a little while. To get <laughs> You'd like the ten x a year speed. later. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I did realize. Yeah. Every time you go back and listen to yourself talk on something, you're like, oh, I said something so stupid. Or, or why do I say like so much or whatever? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, my thing is I feel like I mumble a lot. So I'm trying to enunciate my words a lot more, but then I just forget and then start mumbling again. So right. it is what it is. But, yeah. yeah, you know what? I actually do listen to podcasts a lot more um, on like 1.25 speed. I can't do more than that, but... Right. It's enough where I can comprehend it, but my it's funny, my brother listens at two and a half speed. That's insane. But he's been doing this for like, like five, uh, six years. What was that yeah. movie when we were kids? Uh, Short Circuit? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that one? 
with the robot. You could read a book in like a <laughs> He listens in 2.5, Bruce. Yeah, he watches YouTube and it sounds like just Chipmunks talking. Um, Was he in like debate club it. in high school where they talk really fast? You know what it was? He It used to be, it was 1.25, then it was 1.5 six months later, then it was two six months later. And so it's been years and years of doing this, but at least he can ingest, like he can ingest audio content really quickly. But the audio content that he listens to is like horrible junk YouTube at 2 a.m. So it's not so, like worthy. So we've learned any. two things about the Ackermans, <laughs> speed listeners, and Bruce lived in a dorm for four years in college. <laughs> oh, no. It was a senior dorm. And people wanted my food uh, stamp. I shouldn't know uh, food stamp. Um, what do you call I it? I didn't get to have that experience. I didn't get to have really? a real college experience. Yeah, so I, I – didn't go to college right away. I toured, like immediately out of high school started touring in bands. And so I didn't go back to college until I was in my, uh, like I was like 24 years old when I started college. And so I was kind of way older than I was like a 24 year old, you know, I was taking freshman English and people were like writing papers about when I'm on spring break. It's so cool. You know, I'm like spring break. <laughs> I have a kid, you know, wow. and so it's a terrible terribly awkward experience but I you know I was pretty soon after I started college I was married and and had a kid and it was just I was working for a full-time job and did not have the like college party days which would you study well you were touring yeah I'm sure you were like partying on tour and everything (laughs) (laughs) it just wasn't in the dorms or like at the, the local bars. That's right. right. Why, why did you just like most people wouldn't, that's a pretty like going back to school at 24. Why'd you decide to do that? I just really wanted to complete something. Uh, and realistically, I, uh, my whole trajectory, like I, I really wanted to be a teacher. I, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to, graduate college and get a job as a teacher. And when I graduated in 2009, you know, we were in the middle of the recession, no government jobs were hiring. And I did have a few interviews. Uh, I interviewed with the Dallas, Dallas Independent School District and um, Fourth ISD and, and several others. And, you know, I, I'm just obviously very thankful it's kind of one of those like everything happens for a reason types of situations because it's like can you imagine like me being a middle school teacher right now like (laughs) that would be different you know everything would be so different but um you'd be a pretty fun middle school teacher i mean i'm i'm sure you know i would have enjoyed the job but it's just it opened up the door for me to be able to educate in maybe a way that was my proper path you know what i mean how how is printed threads going by the way I know we wanted it's to talk good. about labs, but yeah, printed threads. Um, we had a killer year last year. We we pretty much doubled in revenue from year over year. Um, Wait, doubled? We, like doubled? Almost. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we, Is this your first lost, year in the new space, though? First full year. Yeah, twenty twenty one was the first full year. Yeah, and um, you didn't crap. come down. Did you come down here, Stephen? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For Draplin yeah. recently, yeah. Yeah, so you know the the place is just way more prominent, and I think a lot of people that knew who we were kind of like connected the dots, and are like, "Oh, you're right there. You're so easy to get to now." And, and maybe that kind of and made a bit for of sh- for shops that don't know, y'all are in Fort Worth, right? Yeah, yeah. and then you can see all from the highway. To, like it says, printed threads. It's, it's massive. It's just this big black building with like the cool script. Um, yeah, definitely missed more. the exit about yeah you, four times. <laughs> oh boy! But the um, yeah, and you know we can see downtown from our building. Um, for those of you guys that went to Print Hustlers, like I've got a window in my office, and I can literally see the Mrs. Renfro's Salsa building, um, and that's that's awesome too. <laughs> but it's cool. We we just get to do. Forward's a really cool city. It's the twelfth biggest city in the country. And a lot of people refer to this area as DFW, uh, as Dallas, Fort Worth, and um, and you know if you've been here, like Dallas and Fort Worth are kind of you, you, thirty minutes apart, so people kind of go back and forth or whatever. But Dallas is the seventh biggest city in the country. 
Fort Worth is the 12th biggest city in the country, and there's nothing but population in between both cities. So really, if you combine all of that into one population, that makes us like maybe the third biggest uh, populated area in the country. Wow. it's a it's a pretty big place, and it's very different. You guys living in Chicago, it, when we did that Brent Hustlers like boat tour, and you're just sitting on that boat, and you're like, holy crap, Chicago is huge, you know? And it, it is, but we just don't have giant buildings like that. We just have a lot of, you know, population sprawl. Sprawl. And everyone's moving to Texas now. How's real estate? Real estate's insane. Yeah, our house is like, you know, I'm glad we bought it when we did, that type of thing. But um and just being in Fort Worth and being in Central Fort Worth and, and being involved in the city, uh, we get to do just all kinds of really cool things. Uh, we get to be involved in all the really fun things that the city does, which our city's done so many great things in the last couple of years. And we've had, um, you know, the PBR rodeo is here now, which I'm not like a super into rodeo, but I like hanging out with people and going to do things and to, to take like something as big as that from Las Vegas. And now it's here. And, you know, we over, uh, we had the NFR, the national finals rodeo here instead of Las Vegas. They almost moved the Super Bowl here this past year. That would be um, sweet. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there's all kinds of movies being shot here now. Uh, we've, we've, we actually, hosted um we've got this great showroom at printed threads one of the the reasons i really fell in love with this building is because we're we're really into hosting events and and i love throwing parties and and i love other people coming into our space and kind of making it a home for everybody in fact uh printed threads added a core value this past year uh based on you know who we are and who we're becoming and that core value is uh cultivating creative community and so it's you know print thread should be a place where people can come and hang out and have a good time whether you're a designer or a printer or you know anything and so we um i got a phone call over the last uh, a couple of months ago from a friend in the city of fort worth and there was a movie being shot here called the senior uh which i don't know when that'll come out but it's, it has uh Michael Chiklis, who was the commish, if you remember that TV show, and then uh, the he, Mary Stuart Masterson, Robert Rob Cordroy, like a bunch of people like that, and the movie had just wrapped, and they needed a place to throw their wrap party, so we threw it at Printed Threads. It's, it's oh, like wow, we just do all this random stuff, and uh, this weekend. I'm actually going down to South by Southwest to uh, be on a panel with uh, the mayor of Fort Worth and um, another guy, um, uh, Jonathan Morris, who if you guys have the Discovery Network, he has a show called Self-Employed on the Discovery Network. He's from Fort Worth. And I don't know, we just we're, we're doing cool things. How do you manage those events? Obviously, you know, running Prenosos Conf, it's an insane amount of work. Uh, I just can't imagine running more than <laughs> one <laughs> <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, uh, I'm a, I guess I'm a bit of a juggler in the, in that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember when you guys were opening made lab and then you had the events at, you had like three things going on. Uh, yeah, we were down for Fort Worth for ISS. So you're like running, um, in kitchen, <laughs> And yeah. then you've got Made Lab grand opening, and then you've got Draplin teaching classes in your shop, and then people that want shop tours. Um, so, okay, it's pretty and then we evident. The shirt Lab party. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, and the Shirt Lab oh, party. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a long week for me. Yeah, I just uh, saw you, and I was like, holy cow, are you okay? um but i think it's interesting and and you know you guys have like bruce has always say like throw the party like and then the people will come and it's pretty evident i know there's tons of other shops in fort worth but like you guys make it i mean it does it feel like you even have to try hard to beat out competition or it's just like you are the standard now because you're you know of what you've built yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really view it as competition. Typically, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there's things that come up every once in a while, and I'm like, uh, "This jerk's got that job, you know, that we wanted or whatever." But uh, it's usually in fun because we're really friendly with all our local print shops. Like I, you know, I've been friends with Matt, the owner of Trust Print Shop, since the very beginning of Print Threads, and um, 
they're probably the most similar shop to us in Fort Worth. And then there's, uh, we have friends, there people that have passed through here, moved on, that, that go and work at different print shops throughout town. And we still remain friendly. I've had like, uh, I, you know, Justin down the street at Skinny Armadillo, I hit him up recently because I needed a favor. <laughs> so like, you know, at, we all help each other out. Like if, if someone's machine goes down, like they can come over here and use, you know, we'll help them out or, you know, just that whole co-opetition type, type vibe. Like we're just super into that. So yeah. I don't, whatever we, our job is to do what we do the best that we possibly can. And if a customer goes somewhere else, then it's our fault, you know? So I just don't, if we lose mm. a customer, it's totally our fault. We did something wrong. Or if, if the reality is like, you know, there's a bunch of other cool shops too. And, and our job is not to put other businesses out of business. Our job is to like be great stewards of our industry and, and help each other out as best as we can. And there's, you know, there's custom ink out there, right? Maybe, maybe we all, you know, they're the big corporation and all that stuff. And like, maybe that's kind of who we view as like, our real competition at this point is just like the people that are, but even then, you know, there's, there's a place for everyone. Like we, we want to work with very specific clientele and the very specific clientele that we want to work with probably isn't going to work with custom ink. And maybe they're not going to go work with a shop down the street. They're going to come to Fair. us because that's what we market yeah. to. So, so Brett, tell us a little bit. So made lab is, is right by your shop. Um, talk to us about the inception of it. Like, was yeah, it, what is just it? Tech, yeah, give, give it to us. I've got a lot of questions uh, of, well, what's the main yeah. lab? I was like, yeah. well, I think it's, it's like classes and stuff right I, now. I heard Brett, they're just food trucks. Is that right? <laughs> it's just, a, yeah, it's all about parties. Um, yeah. uh, Mark McGrath's there all the time. <laughs> so, huh. We're just, yeah. Um, so, all right. I, uh, you know, I've, I've been really passionate about screen printing for a long time and uh, kind of going back to that, being wanting to be a teacher, uh, I've, I've always tried to figure out a way that I can help other people and uh, kind of that whole rising tide lifts all boats vibe is like something that rings really true to, to my beliefs. Um, I think that about uh, six, seven years, eight years ago now, <laughs> time time's flying, you know your parents were right when they said time flies. Um, but about eight years ago, uh, I had the, a great opportunity to be hanging out with a good friend of mine and he introduced me to, to some other industry people. Um, specifically he introduced me to Tom Davenport and Rick Roth who are, you know, at that time they were the ink kitchen and, uh, the ink kitchen was this great, resource of information on on the internet that there's a blog yeah, kitchen you guys can go check that out there's all kinds of beautiful information on there if you're struggling with anything there's there's an article about it i'm sure um and uh and news and all that stuff and ink kitchen was also doing these started doing these shop talks several years ago which is like kind of a conference within the conference at the at the impressions trade show and uh you know through us kind of forming that relationship, uh, at some point I, I became a partner in the Ink Kitchen as well as Rick's wife, Pam. And so the Ink Kitchen is the four of us at this point. And we, in that relationship, uh, Tom and I just quickly kind of like became really good buddies because Tom is um, about my age. He's got a bunch of kids. Uh, I've got a bunch of kids and our wives are very similar. So suddenly it was like Tom, I guess also Tom and I ended up both being on the board of SGIA. And so we would go on these trips, uh, for SGIA or whatever. And our wives would go and our wives would hang out and some of the kids would go and the kids would hang out. And so that they just, we became great friend families and, you guys are both married, you know, you guys have to have your couple's friends, you know, and, and, and for, for example, you guys are couple's friends, right? And as you have kids, it's really important to have 
family friends that have kids similar to your ages and that type of thing because you can all get along and everybody has a great time and, and all that. So that kind of that that relationship kind of started and as we just were talking a lot about this kind of concept of like, man, it'd be really cool to start this facility that does testing and all this and as if you're one of those people, and I'm sure there's plenty of people that listen to this podcast that are people that like to push the envelope of printing to try to do things a little bit better, that they you know, you're trying to advance something every day. And if you're one of those people, on a regular basis, someone comes to you and says, Hey, we have a new product, will you try it? And it's like I mean, I don't have time in the day to like totally screw up my whole production process to try your product because if it's a new emulsion, that could ruin the production of 10,000 t-shirts a day. Like I just can't do, I cannot take that risk, you know, or mm-hmm. if ink, ink the same way or shirts the same way. And uh, so people are constantly coming to us with those asks. And so we had in the back of our mind this idea of, of creating some sort of lab and then um, you know, garment manufacturers like Sanmar that makes all all these uh, all kinds of garments. Like Sanmar is a dig into Sanmar and realize all the things that they do, and it'll be like, oh my gosh! Like these guys, these guys are doing insane stuff. You, every time they develop a product, they have to test it to make sure it can be printed properly, or that it won't shrink, or that it won't scorch, or that it won't you know do all these have all these problems before they go to market because when you go to market you're spending millions of dollars in inventory and if you make a mistake and put bad product out there then you get you eat the cost of all that and so they needed a place to test the fabrics for printability and they needed someone to do it um and then other you know great people like bella canvas have having the same deal so around 2000 um i don't, I don't remember what the year was but maybe 2019 or something tom was had been running his shop for like 20 years. He decided to sell and get out of production. And um, so he sold that and was trying to decide his next steps. He took a job as the decoration specialist for Bell Canvas. And um, so he's been doing a lot of work for them. And through that, and through that and through the ink kitchen and other things, we kept being asked to make videos on education for the industry, especially during the pandemic when it was like, you can't go to a trade show, you can't go to classes. And so we started producing these videos and we got to, I got to go dig some of those videos up so that we can repost them and such. But there are videos on printing, like printing crackle ink or printing uh, lenticular prints or printing, um, uh, uh, UV inks and all this crazy stuff that is like, really hard <laughs> and we you know we know how to do it but it's still it's still hard when even when you know how to do it and uh there's certainly all, all kinds of variables and things that go wrong so what happens is you come in he would fly into town and we would like spend a week shooting these videos then we would shoot them all in the middle of the night because we couldn't do it during production because we're running production you know sure and no no one can pay you enough to make a video to shut down production you know what I mean? And so, so we're talking on the restaurant. So you have to pay that yeah, That's right. And so we're like, man, it'd be so great just to have a place to be able to do this. And, uh, so Tom and I around that point started kicking around the idea of like, man, it'd be cool. Like just get a facility, put some presses in there and be able to do this the right way and all this. And right around that time, um, Brian Lassard, who was working for Rutland Inc. and working in their R&D lab, who we'd known for years, um, he's an ex- just such a good printer. Like, he's helped develop amazing prints. Uh, there were years and years and years where Mirror Image, which is Rick's, Rick Roth's print shop, uh, mm-hmm. were winning Golden Squeegee Awards every year at SGIA and stuff. And, and Brian was an engineer behind a lot of the, the work that, that was being done. And so he's just a brilliant printer um and he he basically called tom he called myself said hey i know you guys know a lot of people in the industry i'm looking for a new job because the the rutland plant in pineville north carolina is shutting down and uh so i think he called tom and he called me and then tom and i called each other and we're like (laughs) is this is this opportunity falling in our lap because this is (laughs) he's your mad scientist yeah and so we 
we started putting together all the pieces. We found there was a building next door. And if you follow Made Lab and go all the way back to the very beginning of our Instagram pictures, you'll see pictures of this building. Because we walked in and Tom was like, there's no way. <laughs> and I was like, no, man, we can do it. We could like it, just. It up. was rough. Do you have the old pictures? I want to pop these out. Yeah, go to the very beginning of our Instagram and you'll see them. But, um, I mean, it was, it was hideous. The building was terrible and, uh, but it was right across from printed threads. And I was like, man, it would be so convenient. And so I talked Tom into it and we spent a bunch of money, uh, developing out the space and it looks amazing now. Uh, and so yeah, I'm glad it seriously Tom, does. I'm, I'm so, glad Tom uh, believed in me. It certainly has a lot more character than just like a brand new building. So Brett, like obviously an investment like that costs money, right? And if you're in this space, it's beautiful. It's a building. You've got like really nice equipment in there. Was it like, how did you guys think of them? Like the monetization of it? Cause like, I don't know, like this is kind of like you're giving back, you're doing something you're passionate about. Were you ever concerned? Like, how do we make sure we don't lose our ass doing this? Well, it yeah, sounds like you sell to like the Sanmar and Bella pay for these testing and yeah, videos like, and stuff or. Yeah. So basically, yeah, if, if people need testing work done on their fabrics, they're going to, they're going to pay us to do the testing. And that's kind of the, that's the nine to five, right? That's the, the week day work, you know? And so that's the stuff that we're still dialing in now, but we've, we've done several testing projects and we're going through the, through the paces of all that. So that's kind of the first step of it, um, of the monetization of it. But beyond that, um, you know, I, about 20, 2015, I got the opportunity to start teaching classes for Ryanet. And uh, so, you know, teaching classes for, I guess, we stopped in 2020 because of the pandemic. But for, mm-hmm. for five years, I taught classes, like sometimes every single month. Suddenly we were, I mean, I think the reason we all know each other is from being at trade shows. I was teaching classes at like every trade show. There was a year that I think I went to like 20 something trade shows. And I was just like, oh no, I can't do this. <laughs> but teaching like classes at our facility every week and, and at trade shows. I mean, I've, I've taught thousands of people how to screen print at this point. It's unbelievable. It's super cool. Um, but we, um, Ryanet was kind of changing their model. Ryanet has changed their model. And as you know, they're screenprinting.com. They are the go-to internet resource for screen printing. And that, you know, they're basically like the Amazon for printing supplies and equipment and stuff like that. And so um, they had kind of were acting a little bit like maybe they didn't want to really do the on-site, continue doing the on-site education type events. And so I approached Ryan and said, man, we're building this lab and I think it would be the perfect place to do education. Printed Threads now has this beautiful showroom that we can kind of create a theater out of. We built a stage. We have a sound system. We can do keynotes there. We can do education events. And I'm really passionate about that. I love doing that. And Ryan is really passionate about that. And uh, so we started talking about that opportunity to maybe shift the education over to being a made lab thing. And, uh, he was, he seemed really into it. And the more we talked and Tom and I talked, Tom and I had already kind of brought Brian in as a partner. And then, and then soon after that, it was like, you know, it would make a lot of sense for Ryan to be a partner of this. And so we brought Ryan in as a partner. Um, and he's, who's been a huge help. I mean, Ryan has created obviously some very respectable businesses and, uh, He's just got a huge wealth of knowledge about how to how to run businesses and structure businesses and all that, and he's just been a great asset to us. So, is there a thought that like I hire a printer, I really like him, but I want to send him to Made Lab to get like trained, like a trade school? Is that the thought, or is it more like day classes? Like, can I send my production manager to Camp Made Lab? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we are. We are we are working on all kinds of things, and it's kind of like drinking from a fire hose right now because there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of things that we want to do. And it's like how how much do you need to sleep at night, and like how much how much typing can you do on the curriculum, right? And so 
the classes that we've launched so far, um, obviously we already kind of had the curriculum for a 101 class. We've been doing that for a long time. So it's, that's the easiest one to post up first. Like let's do these one-on-one classes where people yeah, have never been before. It's 349 for two days. Looks like two full days. Wow. Pretty yeah, so that that's the like come learn how to print, learn maybe maybe get some business practices and ideas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, and then one thing that is like quickly becoming like a really important segment that has not been touched uh, thus far is the crafters market, which is people that go buy crickets at Michaels or Hobby Lobby or whatever, and they make. I mean, if you have a kid and you're on a, your kid's on a little league team, you've likely, there's likely a mom on that little league team that has a cricket at home that is cutting out vinyl and heat pressing it on shirts and they're making all the spirit wear for the team. And thank God for those people uh, because that's not the kind of work that you and I want to be doing. It's, it's the kind, you know, it's, it's great. So, um, but no one is helping that segment. No, no one in our industry has like said, you know what, let's help you guys out. Let's help educate you on, you know, proper methods on standards and those types of things. And so mm. we part- partnered up with this girl, uh, Jennifer, who has a Instagram account called Pigskins and Pigtails. And so we started doing some classes with her. So she yeah, can bring the printmakers class in April. Yeah. Which is super rad. Like, I, you know, like we're all screen printers and we're cool, right? And we use emulsion and we print thousands of shirts, a simulated process and whatever. And and so like there's a little bit of this like people are using vinyl and putting it on screens and screen printing. That's that is that's not cool. Right. But I was like watching this and I was like <laughs> there was this piece of me watching these people come in and make stencils out of vinyl and put them on a screen and screen print shirts that I was like like, capillary film, right? Isn't that the same? Yeah, I was almost like they're smarter than us. You know, like there's this moment where I was like, they're figuring stuff out and figuring out how to do this without making a giant mess and like doing it in their kitchen and making money. And like my wife, my wife is like, uh, she's, she's homeschooled our kids for years, you know, and over the last couple of years, she started this business where she actually buys kids clothes and resells kids clothes. And it's like, man, I couldn't be proud of more proud of her to just be like, she loves kids fashion and she loves children's clothes. And she like goes and helps other mothers that have bought kids clothes for their kids that like they wore them once and they grew out of them and she helps them resell them and she helps them make money and she takes a cut. And it's like this really cool, like our garage is a warehouse of kids clothes. And it's like, you see these, these people, like maybe they're stay at home moms or whatever that have like created this Avenue to do something really cool that they should be extremely proud of. That is like a business for themselves. And like, for example, my wife the other day was like, Hey, um, we should probably talk about how much money I'm making because of taxes and stuff. And I was like, how much money are you making? And she showed me a bank account. Like, well, she showed me her like PayPal accounts and all that stuff. She had like $10,000. And I was like, yeah, we should talk about this, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, that's so cool. It's so yeah. cool that these people are doing this stuff. That's like flying completely under everybody's radar and they're making money and they're having a great time. Well, like, this is, this is what Ron was talking about. We were just uh, yeah. at super color shop and he's trying to figure out how to best serve this market specifically with transfers and yeah. Yeah. Like partnering and selling through stores and everything else. But I think yeah. that's that's the new inv- like it's it's invest it's a long tail investment in the future. I mean, it's no different than you know like Ryan making YouTube videos back in the day. Like people will grow with you guys, you know, and they'll right. grow into the industry. And that's that's it's just like the landscape has changed a little bit now. Um, yeah, so that's those, super cool. Those are the things we kind of launched with because they were kind of the easiest to put together. But the reality is like we, we are doing a class next week called Made to Rock, which is going to be like people that um, are maybe they just bought a new automatic press or they've had an automatic press for a while. But they want to learn the ins and outs of like how to operate the press, how to be more efficient. I see that. You know, like, yeah, like they're loading shirts. Let, let's let's teach them how to load shirts faster. Let's teach them how to set up jobs faster. Let's teach, 
teach them like proper squeegee angles and proper flood well, bar angles. This is angles the class for what you're asking for, Farrick. It sounds like, yeah, like if you have somebody that's good in production, similar, you know, there's a lot you can get out of it. You could stand by another screen printer who is better than you or not as good as you and learn copious amounts of information, right? Just from being other, around other people. And so we're, you know, we're just going to curate a class where we're going to teach as much as we can teach about operating a press and uh, some of the rock technicians will be there. So they're going to teach about main, maintenance on the press, like proper, you know, you're supposed to do certain things every uh, certain amount of cycles of prints. So they'll be there to teach that because like you guys have had presses installed at your shop and it's like there, there's never enough time with that tech to teach you all the proper you things. You always or forget to go through maintenance. Yeah. Or yeah. Or you're so overwhelmed by everything else that you're learning that you just don't remember what they said. And so I, this I mean, is going to be like other yeah. industries do that. Like my business partners in the welding industry and like Milwaukee, he's got to go to like refreshers when they let out yeah. a new welder or something like that. Um, so it's not like, it's it's not foreign to the world. It's just there's definitely a huge demand for it. Um, I guess like tell us about so like in there, there's like a rock oval. What are you, you're testing out? You've got a bunch of different like laser to screens, Saudi lasers. Like tell us about the toys that you have in there. Yeah, so we partnered uh, early on. We were trying to make a decision with like uh, a printing manu- a screen printing press manufacturer to partner with and. Uh, out of our conversations, like when we had a conversation with Rock, they were like, oh, man, we could do this. We could, you know, they were really excited and like wanting to innovate and do really cool things. And I was like, OK, that's what we want to do, too. So this aligns. So they agreed to put uh, they we have a Rock Oval in there. Um, and then we have just a, a Rock U, like a smaller, uh, I think it's just a six color press. But that's what we can do, like a lot of our sampling on and stuff like the rock oval obviously has all kinds of versatility that we can do crazy stuff on then um and then in the screen room we have uh the saudi lts which is certainly like it as far as new things that have come out in our industry is probably the most exciting thing um and for screen printing specifically and then um so we got a saudi laser we do have a dalfit wax unit um, that was important to us because we want to be able to, like, if you're at your shop and you're having issues and you want to call Made Lab to, like, walk through your issues to do some sort of, like, off-site consulting type situation, we want to be able to recreate what you're doing as best as we can. So, obviously, not everybody's going to have a laser, but a lot of people have a wax unit or a, some other DTS. Um, so, we've got that. We have... Uh, a Saudi drying cabinet for drying our screens in the dark room, Saudi dual coater. Um, we've got the Lotus Holland reclaim unit, uh, and we also have a Lotus Holland luminator and developing unit, which the Lotus Holland luminator is if you if you do use uh, like a wax direct to screen or a, a inkjet direct to screen, you just put the screen on, it goes through an LED exposure. Um, it exposes and then goes into the developing chamber, which developing is just a couple pressure washers that go up and down and it comes out, um, ready to go to, to, uh, press. And then we, uh, partnered with Hirsch. Hirsch has a Tajima machine in there and I forget the model number, but it's the real, it's the new one that has like the automatic tensioners on it and stuff. And, uh, and then we have a, uh, brother GTX machine in there. And, uh, and then we've, you know, Aviant has helped us out with some inks. Matsui's helped us out with some inks. Um, and so we're working, you know, just working with, uh, different, different partners, um, and trying to have everything that we need to train people on apparel decoration, whether it's embroidery, DTG, screen printing, kind of everything that's in the apparel decoration yeah. world. Brett, how much of your time is spent there versus at Printed Threads? I was literally just about to say, it sounds like, how do you do both? Yeah, so Printed Threads has evolved a lot, you know, and uh, it's really cool and it's really, I'm kind of having this like personal struggle right now where it's like, it's becoming a lot less of my time. It's probably about 25% of my time. Really? Per week? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I have a huge amount of identity wrapped up in Printed Threads. Obviously, it's, it's my... 
it's, you know, it's like my part of my family. Like, yeah, you only have mask. one zip up sweater that has printed. Yeah, that's right. What will you, you know? wear? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. Um, and so we, um, but yeah, so I, I spend at least 50% of my time on made lab stuff at this point. But, um, but it's pretty close if you get lonely, right? Like, that's right. <laughs> and the, the crazy thing is like with what we're doing, um, you know, right. We've got, um, uh, Ryan as a partner and, and Tom as a partner and Brian as a partner. And, um, uh, pr- we're actually bringing in, we, uh, made lab is actually kind of, uh, partnering with the creative situation for creative services as well now. Um, but the, with, with all of that, with all these people involved, I mean, obviously we're kind of, we were stretched a little bit cause we're all doing different things, but with all these people involved, we're all working a hundred miles an hour trying to get all this stuff going and like having a, having the facility and having the people and like creating the curriculums. It's just like, it's a huge undertaking and way bigger of an undertaking than I maybe expected it to be. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, but we're working but, but really it's hard. Fun. It is fun. You know, it's, it's, it's life giving. Yeah. Um, um, but it is certainly like, it's not like we're just, we just set up a lab and we're doing testing and you know, it's easy and whatever. It's like, it's, it's been, it's been a project. So I wanted to, well, I wanted to get sidetracked cause I was very curious on how you're able to spend only 25% of the time in printed threads, but I almost feel like it's a separate episode <laughs> here or maybe you can answer. Can you answer it in like two sentences? Is it just we, hiring uh, the right people and just getting everybody in place here? Hiring the right people is a big piece of it. And um, it is, you know, basically I've been the president and CEO of Printed Threads for this whole time. And yeah. I'm stepping away as president. Um, there's someone else is taking the president's seat and I'm just the really? CEO. Who? Yeah. I mean, like, what am I going to make all my company announcements on the Printavo podcast? <laughs> so Bruce tried to ask me. He's like asking me like financing yes. stuff. Dude, what do you mean? This is a channel, dude. That's that's actually, um, you know, I mean, you see that with with companies as people run over time, right? Is to have somebody else truly running the day to day work. But uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, how does that how does that feel for you? It's uh, it's been a little bit of. Uh, emotionally conflicting um yeah it's like identity crisis a little bit you know but it's not like i don't, I don't know I, it's cool it's, it's not like cool. you're walking away though you can still no, be you can still run through the shop and be crazy you know like that's right that's right yeah. and i'm still it's gonna allow me to be a part of everything at printed threads in a way that i really should be which is like vision and um kind of like inserting myself in educational spots instead of being like the, the boss all the time, you know? And and so, and it's probably not going to feel totally different. The most important thing is just that I'm not at printed threads all the time. I'm, I'm gone a lot and there needs to be a leader here. People need to know who their leader is. And if it feels like their leader is absent all the time, that's a big problem. And so if we, install a new person in that seat that says like, okay, they are the leader, you know, they, they they're run focusing on that a hundred percent of their time. Yeah. They're not multitasking. Yeah. yeah. Then it doesn't feel like there's an absent leader. You know what I mean? And that's been mm-hmm. probably the issue that bothers me the most when I'm, you know, running around doing other things. Are there, uh, are there any other announcements you want to make on the, on the podcast here? Any right. other? <laughs> <laughs> no, we just got, we just got purchased by Warren Buffett. <laughs> nice. So you're moving to uh, where did you live? Nebraska. Nebraska? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll trade you. I gotta keep to, up uh, with you guys. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, we need, we need to come to Texas. It's uh, so, everything's fun in Texas. It sounds like I've got the uh, I've got your press release here. Uh, somebody leaked it to me. I'm just gonna read a couple things. And somebody it was Ryan. Um, <laughs> so you talked about some of the classes that are super cool, but I also see at the bottom embroidery. So, you know, I don't see that many embroidery classes. Can you talk a little bit about that and what people can look forward to there? We're partnering with someone that is like a, uh, embroidery aficionado. Um, there's a company called, uh, mid South digitizing and, um, they, they have a really close relationship with Sanmar. That's how we got, uh, 
um, connected. But they they own they run a really big uh, contract embroidery house and also have a, do all their own digitizing and all that. Uh, have a great service there, and so we're basically partnering with them to write a curriculum for embroidery. Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of something that's not really as prevalent out there that we've noticed. It's I mean, I, yeah. I we never really really taught properly how to do embroidery, and we've kind of shot from the hip for a long time and then we ended up hiring someone from another embroidery shop that is like killing it for us but but yeah we want to be able to train on all things so that's that's kind of that's a that's a big thing coming up Brett what, what about like business finance like actually running business is that uh, is there a focus on actually like running a printing company is there any thought there yeah, you know, we haven't specifically written a curriculum for that, but that would be a good one. I think that um, t- Ryan and I have taught classes on that in the past that we can certainly do. We were actually just having a discussion about that book that Ryan wrote called Made to Make It about kind of re redoing it and re-releasing that book. And uh, that would probably warrant doing a, uh, a great conference around. So um, there's that. And you kind of I heard it's on, right like, below the Print Hustlers book, though. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> like, um, on Amazon, actually, ours is totally work, out of stock. It's a work of art. <laughs> yeah, it's it's we, uh, it needs a lot of work. You touched on um, you touched on the trade trade school type concept, and I I truly believe that that I truly believe that it is the job of the trade association of our industry to launch certain things. Um, and it would be, but they need to do that in partnership with other people. And I, I believe that we could be the partner of the trade association, uh, in order to create standards and practices and, and all of that stuff for our industry that is desperately needed. And so that is something that is high on our list of these are things that need to be done. And we have, um, we do have a very strong relationship with Printing United, um, uh, like I said before, Tom and I used to sit on the board of directors and, um, and, you know, we decided to step away from the board so we could really focus our time on this, which is much more granular and, and we can kind of fine tune all these things and then maybe take them to the trade association and be like, Hey, let's work on this project together. And they can, they can maybe put their stamp of approval on that and we can create something really big for the industry. So that is that is back here somewhere being worked on. That is awesome. That is, this is all the stuff that I've always wanted to do separately, but could just never execute. So it, it's just really cool to see you guys doing it and, um, you know, just pushing towards it. Like, cause we d- yeah. desperately need it. And even like just, just putting some legs under print hustlers. I mean, this print hustlers was, if we look at year one versus this last year, like it was, it was insane. It was awesome. Um, and so, I mean, I think you guys are partnering again, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys, uh, yeah. the reality is like <laughs> you guys did that, you know, it's not like we, we came in and like helped out, helped, you know, but, but it was like a production with speakers right. and like the breakout yeah, sessions was, and bringing industry. Like, I mean, yeah, like we took it to first grade and you guys took it to like, you know, high school. So like, yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, but yeah. you know, the, the, the crazy thing though, is if you think about it, that, that event didn't sell out because made lab was involved. That event sold out because like it was a printavo thing, you know what I mean? And so we were just able to like, be like, okay, it's sold out. We have, we have some budget. We can go do some really cool things. And we just, we just pulled some levers and, and polished some corners. And, and that's, that's what we do, you know, but yeah, I, it was a great, a great partnership. We're looking forward to doing it again. And, uh, I think that that, you know, we, it is our duty. And I think you guys are passionate about it too. It's, it's our duty as some, some, for whatever reason that, maybe it's because we inserted ourselves. We've, we've been appointed as some sort of leader or steward of this industry. And it is our job in that position to keep pushing and keep educating and keep making things better. And so we're going to do that. Heck yeah. So people, 
can check you guys out. Uh, I'll drop a link down below. I don't know if everybody's uh, familiar with .io, but you go to madelab.io, and that'll be in the bottom. And also have follow, a link to follow them on Instagram because they're funny. Yeah, I mean Brett's pretty funny most of the time, and uh, <laughs> they uh, yeah, it's it's pretty entertaining to watch. Like you guys put out pretty fun stuff. Um, it's lighthearted yeah. in in nature, but like it's actually super helpful. So um, yeah, some something I've also done is like my the guys in my shop follow it too. And they like get excited about it and be like, Hey, go watch what made labs doing. So like, it's a source of education for your team. Um, and maybe someday being like, yeah, we can send you down there and their eyes get wide. Like what? It's like, yeah. yeah. So, it's like a playground. you know, yeah. So, um, use, use it as a resource. The fact that, that we have this in our industry, it's, it's fantastic. So congratulations to you guys. Um, Thanks, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I think I'm actually going to register. I can't make this first one, but I want to register for the uh, automation one and go to the two day, uh, two day class separately. So anyway, Bruce needs to learn to print. He needs to go to print. Yeah, that's right. It wouldn't be a bad idea, Bruce. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. but we probably, I mean, right now we're in, we're in March, uh, from March till the end of the year. I think we have about 30 events lined Jeez. up. So we're going to be really busy. Um, it's definitely, these are fun, fun conversations at home when it's like, uh, uh, Sarah's always like, Hey, can we do this on this day? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> we, we're trying to figure it out. So we're trying to, for the first time to create like a family calendar so that we like know where each other are at all the time. But, and so, um, in one day, you know, it's not going to be just me and Ryan and Tom, Brian, whoever like teach, doing every single thing. Um, it'll be, it'll be more people involved so that we can have a life again. But whenever you start a business, that is your yeah, life. hundred percent long time. And another thing, uh, beyond, beyond just screen printing, uh, we find that it's really important to like really touch the art industry because that is such a huge part of screen printing is graphic design. And, um, so, there's going to be a lot of that type of stuff too. Like this Friday, actually, we're working with um, a guy that has he has a website called Font Diner. Um, he's coming down. He's going to teach a workshop uh, that should be really fun. He helped design a bunch of fonts with Draplin, and um, so there's there's going to be just all of that. What we want to do is be able to combine the communities, the art community and the printing community, because like we should all speak the same language, you know, <laughs> and that make life a lot easier. Uh, so, but yeah, there's man. Yeah, there's no way to, to describe all the things that we're working on in an hour, and, and I should probably work on my elevator pitch, uh, but, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> this is awesome. Thanks so much for joining us, Brett. Uh, you've been on a, a podcast tour over the last uh, couple of days here. <laughs> <laughs> Check them out, madelab.io, and also on Instagram, madelab.io as well. Follow along, send your team over to get educated. This is an awesome, awesome new program. Um, I actually will be signing up for this next class on the, after this one. I can't make next week, but um, hmm. that'd be cool. Anyway, thanks Sweet. guys for listening to the Printout with Pronounces podcast. We'll see you guys in the next episode.